Welcome to another episode of CTA's podcast. This is your boy Prentero here. And today my special guest is Penn Hills wide receiver and defensive back Noel Roach. Noel, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Just got home from practice, good practice, getting ready for a game, a big playoff game against Gateway. That's great to hear. For my audience listening right now, Noel Roach and his Penn Hills Indians on Friday will take on the Gateway Gators at Gateway. Gateway is currently 4-0 with a conference record of 3-0, while Noel Roach and his Penn Hills Indians had recorded a 4-3 record during the regular season and finished the conference with a record of 4-1 there. So, Noel, my question to you to begin is, how did you get into the game of football? Um, I started playing – well, actually, I started playing soccer when I was – five years old, and my dad seen me out there running and, like, pushed me out the way. He's like, I need to get on the football field. So that next year when I was six, I started playing play football for the Penn Hills Midget Youth, youth organization, organization here at Penn Hills, and that's what I started playing. I played for them my whole life and then obviously played high school football for Penn Hills too. Uh, when, now, I know you were real young when you started playing the game of soccer. Was that something you wanted to do or – or was that something your parents had you start out to begin with, and then your dad realized he needs to be playing, he needs to be playing football? Yeah, so he wanted to just keep me active. So they paid me in a bunch of sports. Like I still play basketball for Penals also. So I started playing soccer first, and then football, and then basketball. So it's something they just put me in, so I could be active. I didn't really want to do it at the time, but obviously. So, no. You started making a name for yourself early in your high school career. So I'm wondering, was there a moment in your high school career when you thought to yourself, like, man, like, I'm just, like, good enough. I'm putting the right – I'm putting in the right work to be playing at the collegiate level? Uh, yeah, so right after our so- my sophomore year when we won a state championship, that offseason, my dad told me I really need to work if I want to start next year and play a good minute. So me and him sat down. I was like, yeah, I really want to do this. So work hard all offseason for my junior year. And then at the end of my the offseason, I realized, like, I could really do something with football. And then I decided, like, I need to have a big junior year. So that's what I went out and I tried to accomplish. So my next question for you, Noel, Noel is um, – what do you do really to become a better football player from the end of your sophomore year? What did you think you did more of to become the player you are now? Um, just working hard, like going to the field, getting extra reps at during practice, running extra sprints after practice, doing all your drills full speed and not just walking through them. You know what I'm saying? Like just little things like that. And it'll just make you a better player overall. Like, what I did, I would learn all the plays. I knew what I was doing on the field, so a coach couldn't keep me off the field. Like, I had to, I made sure that the coach had to play me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, get get all the reps in. Do any, do anything mm-hmm. you can to be on the field. Uh, how many minutes? That 48 minutes, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next question for you, Noel, is your head coach is John Ladon. Mm-hmm. What's it like? Play, what's it like playing under him? Um, it's great. He's a defensive mastermind. Every week he, he draws up the perfect defense to stop the other team, and we just got to go out and execute it. But he's a great coach, and he's an even better person. Like, he talks to you, asks you how you're doing every day, um, 
sees if you need anything, like injured players, he says some stuff, like he checks up on them every day. It's just he's a great person. Great to hear, Noel. Um, it's no secret that you play both wide receiver and defensive back. And later on in this episode, I want to get, I want to talk about your commitment to Akron though. But um, mm-hmm. I want to know what's it like playing both wide receiver and defensive back? You play both sides of the ball. And I just want to know like, how you doing? Uh, yeah. So obviously you play both sides of the ball. You have to be conditioned. So I try to like train my body so I could be able to do that for the whole game. But it's also – it helps me out because when I'm on defense, I know what the offense wants to do. When I'm on offense, I know what the defense wants to do. So, it's pretty good. When it comes but, to – no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. And then I'll, I'm done. Like, yeah, I was just going to say, though, between you playing wide receiver and defensive back, do you feel like there's a position you play better at, though? Or do you feel like you play both positions the exact same way? Like, I'm just wondering. I think I play defense better because that's what I've been working on more, like during the, uh, two, my senior year offseason, my junior offseason. I was just working on that more and putting more focus on it. But, yeah, I think defense. But offense, it just comes more naturally. Yeah, that's okay. I, I understand that. And, um, obviously, Akron recruited you as a defensive back. Yeah. But, like, as you said, in – in your response, though, that you condition yourself and practice more on defense, though. Was there a reason why you practice defense more? Did you want to see yourself playing wide receiver or defensive back in college? Like, what was that? And, like, when you first started thinking, what position do I do I see myself playing in college? So, I don't really know when it happened, but I just started gravitating towards defense more. Like, I don't know, something about defense, like, it's just better to me. Like, I like stopping player, players from scoring. I like getting interceptions. Like, I feel like on defense, you can make plays on your own. Like, when I'm playing right receiver, I have to rely on the quarterback to throw in the ball. Like, you just – you rely on yourself on defense to make the plays. So yeah. I like yeah, okay. That makes that makes sense, though. It's basically like when you're on offense, it's like you de- – your quarterback decides, like, will you have the chance to make the play or not? Well, yeah, when yeah. you're on defense, it's like you make the – it's like no one controls – no one's stopping you to make the play. You just got to make it yourself. Exactly. Man, I never, even thought, I never even thought of it like that, though. Okay. Yeah. So, my next question for you now, though, is your team started 0-2 going into this – they started 0-2 after the first two games losses against yeah. North Allegheny and Woodland Hills, though. Obviously, you were definitely not happy with that, though. But things started to progress, though, when your team was able to bounce back, go four and one, and then find yourself in the playoffs, though. So I want, so I want to ask you, Noel, um, mm-hmm. how'd you, how'd your team bounce back, really, after get, recovering from both losses against two very good teams? Um, we just lost two tough uh, games, but we just had to go back, watch the film, and correct our mistakes. Like we're a resilient team. So I knew we was going to bounce back, but we just had to correct our mistakes and get better every day. And that's how we got back into it. Okay. Um, talk about you as an individual, you as a senior, as a leader. Um, I want to know the, what type of leadership do you think you bring your, your to your team? Um, I haven't really been a vocal leader, which I need to work on more, but I like to lead by example, like just little things like, when a coach says do something, like run on the field, 
I try to tell them to run on the field. I try to run on the field myself, so I don't just say it and not do it. But, yeah, more like lead by example. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the other Penn those players, they obviously the work – they should obviously see the work that you've been doing on and off the field. And you would just think that with the amount of offers you had that, well, if Noel's working like this, doing this on the field, doing this off the field, watching this play, this coverage there, and he's getting offers, maybe I should try and do that as well, though. So that I see how you lead by example there. Yeah, exactly. and, uh, that's what my coaches say. Like, if I'm, he said, if you want to get to the level that I'm on, then you need to put the amount of work in that I put in so you could get on that level and do the things that I'm doing. So that's why I try to lead by example, because I want to show them the way. I want them to be where I'm at in the future. So that's why I try to ask. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like more Penn Hills players that are younger than you will get to the level you are on. Um, but I want to know that yeah, you admitted that you're not a vocal leader. The who, would you, would you say, who would you say on your team and any senior, would you say is considered a vocal leader on your team? Yeah, I would say – our right guard, he got injured last in our North Hills game. He was a very vocal leader. And then Derek Topek, our running back, he's a very vocal leader. Like if you do something wrong, he'll get in he'll get into you. <laughs> yeah, uh we I I've obviously seen Derek Topek's film. other people have probably seen yeah. it too though. He he missed I think all of last season, correct me if I'm wrong, with an injury. Um he came back actually, in the last few games and then playoffs. Like, he missed the first part of the season. Yeah, okay. Yeah, playoffs is the playoffs. He did play. I do remember that. I know he came back for the last few games of the regular season, though. But he had most of his um junior year taken away from him, though. So, what, so do you know, like, how motivated, how motivated was he to get back on the field after missing most of his junior year with that injury? Oh, he was very motivated. Um, he worked hard to get back to playing football in the first place. Like, once he injured his knee, he worked hard every day, like, exercising and doing all the stuff he needed to get back on the field as soon as possible. And then this year, he worked a lot in the offseason, too. He wanted to play. Because he knows, like, we all know he's a he's a good player. I think he's Division One talent. So just for him to get on the field and get his film so the coaches can see what he can do, man, that's what he did. Yeah, and he's obviously making everything, doing everything he can, making the best of his senior year, though. So we'll see how you both will end up at the end of the day. Um, My next question for you, Noel, is um, your your Penn Hills team was seated on – it was seventh, yeah. It was seventh going in to the playoffs. You guys play Gateway. And I'm wondering, though, do you – the way that they made the parents this year – it wasn't completely, like, based off record, though. It's kind of like they chose yeah. to me. Like, mm-hmm. because you think about – you think – you don't have to respond to anything I say on this part, though. But you have, like, a Pine Richland one. Okay, yeah, I guess that makes sense. They play all their games. And then you have a team like Peters Township, though, who was seated number three, though. You have Penn Trapper, though, that was – that played all their games and didn't have to miss any – because of COVID. And then I look at Gateway. Yeah, they're foreigner. Yeah, they have a lot of talent. Um, yeah, they're the defending Whoopiel 5A champions. So they still got the two seed then. And I was just thinking to myself, like, okay, so Peters didn't get the two seed, even though they went undefeated. And I consider their 
section to be one of the hardest. Um, no offense to any of the other teams in your section, though. And I looked at Penn Trafford, and I thought to myself, well, they were ready to play against Gateway, though. I know that Gateway had no control over that, though. But the board of com- board members still somehow gave them the number two seed, and they gave you guys the number seven seed, though. So I'm wondering, as I have you represent your team, though, is do you think your team should have been seeded higher in the playoffs, do you feel? Or do you not focus on that? Like, what do you think about that? Um, I wasn't really focused about it. I know we lost a tough game to Woody, which kind of hurt us in the seedings with 5A. But we were just ready to line up against anybody they put us against in the playoffs because we know it's a 5A playoff. We're not going to be able to run away from talent. Like, every team in the playoffs is good. They're there for a reason. So we were just ready to line up against any team they put us against. We know we're going to be a top seed, and all the teams are good. So we're just glad we made the playoffs. Okay, yeah. So – yeah, I, I'm not surprised you answered that. I mean, you're right. Didn't even think of it like that. All eight teams in 5A, they're loaded. That's not a question. Yeah. But I guess, like, I guess I guess why I wanted you to maybe answer it was, I guess you would say, wouldn't it be – answer this question for me. Wouldn't it be more fun, though, to play Gateway at home rather than on the road, though? Yeah, for sure. You know, I love my home uh, stadium. I always – I always love a chance to uh, play there again, but yeah, I mean, for the for all these rounds until championship, it's basically at the highest seed. The highest seed gets home oh, yeah. field, um, and and t- for you guys, if you guys make it to the Whitfield Championship, um, mm-hmm. you guys won. That was basically your last game at Fraley Stadium. Wow, didn't even think of it like that. Though. How about I answer this question for me though? Um, you're now done playing at Penn Hills, though, because from here on out, you'll either be traveling on the road or you'll be playing at the Whitfield Championship game at North Allegheny, though. So what was it like playing your last home game? Um, It was special. I'm glad that we got to have fans for our last home game. Yeah, I, I, I was, that was special. But it's just sad to think of it like that. But I'm ready to play these games on the road in the playoffs, hopefully get some wins. Honestly, though, so um, sadly, as I as I said before, you're done playing at Pound Hill, done playing at the Freight Lake Athletic Center. But um, what you say is one of the biggest memories that you had throughout all four years, just being on that field. Well, at my field or just in general? Yeah, yeah, but specifically at your home field. Uh, let me think. Let me think. My favorite memory will have to be getting. My first interception there, yeah, against Morris. It was like late fourth quarter. We're up. We just scored. Yeah, we just scored a touchdown, get up, and then they're trying to drive and score a touchdown. And then Dante Pollard uh, tips the pass, and then I intercepted off the tip, and then that kind of put the game away from there. So that's probably my favorite memory. That's great to hear that. My next question for you is um, – for people from my audience that doesn't know about Noel, uh, Whitfield champion, also state champion, because he is one of the few players that are left on that Penn Hills team that was on that 2018 team that made historic records, that made big headlines throughout the whole Whitfield and state. Uh, so I'm wondering, though, you know what it takes. You, you've seen, you've been a part of what it takes to get there to the Whitfield Championship game and state title game. 
So what do you think you, your team needs to do to get back at to get back in the Whipple Championship game, though? Because obviously you guys have done it before, but what do you think you guys have to do to do it again? Um, I just think to start practice, um, just working hard every day, doing what we need to do. And then in the game, when we get there, just execute and do our job. When we do our job, nobody can beat us. So that's I, I think that's what we need to do. Okay, then. How would you describe to me the rivalry between Penn Hills and Gateway involving football? Um, it's a pretty big rivalry because obviously we're close. We're really close, like probably less than 15 minutes away. But also our teams are always good. Like a rivalry isn't just when you play a team that you don't like. It's when the teams are constantly good and they don't like each other. And that's how I think our rivalry is because we haven't played each other in like eight years. So I think it's going to be a good game on Friday. No, do you happen to have any friends over at Gateway on the football team that you happen to work out with, close with anyone? Um, oh, yeah, Shane. I used to play with him during Major League. That's definitely my guy. We still uh, talk here and there. But, yeah, it's about the only one. No, I'm wondering about you as a player, though. You like to talk trash by chance? Uh, not really. I will here and there, but I, I usually not play during the talking. When somebody usually says something to me, I don't usually say anything back. You probably just, just focus on, on the You probably just focus yeah. on your game, huh? Yeah. Okay. I guess the other players like kind of annoyed when I don't say anything back. They think you're getting my under my skin, but it really doesn't. Okay, I was just wondering though, because let me tell you something about your opponent, Shane Thrift, who has actually admitted this to us though, and of course he's not, mm-hmm. of course he wasn't afraid to say that though. He's like, to be honest with you, I like to talk trash, and I was like, oh okay. yeah, he I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> so and I'll get some on Friday too. It's good. Well, I was gonna say, I was gonna see if you're prepared, but yeah, you're prepared. You're mentally prepared for it. You're probably just gonna probably you're probably just gonna laugh at whatever he says to you. To be honest, though, it's, you're not gonna take him seriously at all whatsoever. So, yeah. My okay. Next question for you, Noel, is um, you were really highly recruited before you committed to Akron, though, and I'm about to pull up all these schools that you got recruited by because it is simply amazing because it's just so many schools though and for all my audience that are listening though that are football players in maybe ninth tenth grade even eleventh grade even in middle school who are trying to play at the division one level obviously I'm telling you right now Noel has done the work he's needed done to get recruited and play at the highest level though but let me tell you let me tell you all the offers he actually got though because this was literally Insane. One of one of the highly recruited players in the Whitfield. Not even a question. No, I'm gonna t- gonna literally type your name on Google and find all these offers real quick. And I pull it up. And here we go. I'm literally gonna name it. I'm just gonna name it all because I want everyone to actually know about you. Offers from Delaware, Bryant, Bowling Green, Kent State, Toledo, Buffalo, Lehigh. Richmond, Holy Cross, Fordham, University of Pennsylvania, Army, Navy, William and Mary, Western Michigan, St. Francis, Duquesne, Albany, um, Firm, like those are all FBS, FCS schools. And 
with the work that Noel did, and obviously he's not going to brag about this to any of you, but I will for him though. That's pretty <laughs> impressive. That's pretty impressive though. So I want to ask you, um, what was the recruiting process like for you having all these schools come out and contact you and try to get them to trying to get you to get on their team? Um, it was definitely different with Corona, like being in quarantine, not being to visit schools and all that. But it was still special, like being like getting all these calls, uh, DMs, emails, all this mail from different schools was just amazing. Like you don't understand, like I was just in awe, like every time. But it was definitely great, like thinking that these schools want me. They're willing to pay all this money for me to come play for their school. It was just a blessing. So. I was just grateful to be in that position. Like any, like everybody, when they get an offer, they want to say, "Bless to receive an offer from this." But I was really blessed. Like I don't even know. Yeah. Once again, congratulations though on all the colleges that went after you. But my next question for you is: um, out of over fifteen schools that offered you, though, what made you decide like Akron Zips is the way to go? Uh, I wanted to choose a school where their academics and their football, like, met my requirements. Like, everybody was talking about how Akron, like, went 0-10, like, whatever the record was. I didn't look at that. I looked at the education. I look at the culture there. Like, the culture there is changing. They got new coaching staff coming in. And I just feel it changing. And all the players there told me, like, so they're doing something special there. And that's what I want to be a part of. So. Yeah, that's great. Once again, congrats to you. Um, Thank you. I remember asking I remember asking you this over the summer though. And I just want our, our audience that are that are listening to this and not the preview not the and that didn't read the player spotlight I had of you during the summer yeah. though. But remind what do you think you would want to see yourself majoring in college? Um I probably in the summer I probably say engineering, but I'm leaning towards like architecture. I might be engineering still, but yes. In the realm of one of those two for sure. Okay. Any question for you? Any, do you ever take any engineering classes at Penn Hills? Do you take any right now? Um, not at the moment. We don't really offer any. We do have offer interior design, but I didn't know I was going to take that. But I didn't know that we had it, so my schedule is already made up. Yeah, okay. Um, next question I have for you, still involving Akron, though. One of your fellow high school teammates is also at Akron, and you probably know who I'm going to say already. Corey Thomas Jr. is at Akron, too, though. Yes, sir. And I wouldn't be surprised if he talked to you about Akron. Maybe he did. Mm -hmm. He did? Okay. Well, yeah. I want to know, what what does he like about Akron? Um, the coaching staff, like, they're good coaches, but he says they all, they all like, they care about you. Like they care about your well-being, and that's what I think a coach should be about. Like, they shouldn't just want to coach up in football. They want to coach up in life also. So that's what he says they do. And also, like I said earlier, he said the culture is changing around there. Like, obviously, he played from Penn. He's at Penn Hill, so he's used to winning. And so when you get on there and you don't win, then you don't, like, you get upset. But, like, he knows, like, the good days are ahead, and he wants me to be a part of that. So I told him I, I want to be a part of that. You excited playing with him again after winning Wimpy on state titles with him your sophomore year? Yeah, I'm super excited. That's good to hear. My next question for you. I want to talk also, actually, 
Yeah, I forgot to ask you another recurring question though. Any other schools besides Akron that was maybe in your top three, top five list, anyone? Or was it just like not like Akron's Akron's the way to go? Um mostly it was I also wanted like I was also interested in Toledo and then Western Michigan and then Penn obviously the academic series unheard of. And then Lehigh had a really good um relationship with Coach uh the well not the uh, if any if anyone from any of those schools heard that you were in that they were close to getting you but then they're just gonna feel sad though but it's whatever at this point though once again though overall congratulations on making the commitment to akron and now i want my next question for you i want to talk about some other players that you know personally and that you mm-hmm. played with that are also playing at the collegiate level. Let's talk about Daquan Hardy, who's at Penn State. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. No. Uh, Terry Smith, Tang Terry Tank Smith, who's also at Penn State, though. And then you got Hollis Mathis, who's completely, completely just – making a name for himself at William and Mary. He's going to be a four-year starter, in my opinion, though. Like, that's not even a debate, yeah. though. One of the best freshman quarterbacks. And definitely all FCS, and maybe you can even make D1 mm-hmm. the argument of D1, though. So, I, I'm i going to assume, I'm obviously not sure, that you probably maybe talk to some of them, Daquan, Hollis, Hollis maybe, um, other wide receiver, Dante Cephas. Um mm-hmm. What have they, t- what, and even Corey, of course, what have they told you about playing football at the collegiate level, though? Because it was just only two years ago that they were on the same field as you, trying to win hardware, though, and now they're playing collegiate football, obviously. It's probably no secret mm-hmm. that the level they're playing at right now is harder than yeah. the level you're playing at, though. So what have they told you? And Have they told you anything about what's it like playing at the collegiate level? So, yeah, I actually talked to, to – all four of those people. So they'll probably talk to Tank the most about playing at the collegiate level. Like we would work out, like he came back during quarantine because they were sent home from Penn State. Um, so yeah, I was talking about, I was asking him about like college workouts and college condition and what that was like. And he's like, he was telling me how it was like, and pretty much if I can get through this workout that we were doing currently, like at that time, and I could pretty much get through any college workout. So that was good advice. I talked to, Day day, he came back to one of our practices and he was just like teaching me up on some technique about playing DB and stuff like that, which he learned at college, which was pretty helpful for me, especially this season. I kind of used that. And then I talked to Cephas a couple weeks ago. Well, before I committed, because I was asking about Kansas State and stuff like that before I committed and what it was like. And then I talked to Hollis about like how they're, what was it? Oh, yeah, I was asking about how college training camp was and, like, what they went through, like, what with their routine and stuff like that. So they all gave me good advice about college, and it was really helpful. Had those connections from high school into college, so they can tell me, like, helpful things. So that was really good. Well, it's great to hear that you talked to all four of them. All Great to hear that all four of them are doing well. The, and the fact that people mm-hmm. like Tank and um, Hardy definitely helping you out, already giving you techniques already of one he learned in college that you're putting that you're providing on the football field that's wonderful to hear that just shows like how much of a bond that 
your whole team has and had and the fact that you all still connect with each other that's pretty awesome to hear though um i thought there was another question i had to ask after that one involving all involving all four of them can't think of it off the top of my head though but um Talk about Dante, let's talk about your teammates, the people like Dante Pollard and um, Julian yeah. Duggar. Though, what's it like playing with all of them? Um, it's great playing with Dante. Um, me and him's on the same side. He's a corner. Uh, we just know each other. Like we know what how each other play, and like we just come with each other on the side. But unfortunately, he's out for the season. He just uh, broke his leg recently, so I can't play with him anymore. But it was definitely great playing with him for the last few years. Like, I wish we could play more games together. And then Julian Duggar, man, that kid's going to be special. Like, every week, even every day, you see that you see him getting better playing quarterback. Like, he's getting more confident in his throws and getting more confident in his reads and winning runs and stuff like that. So, yeah, you should definitely see him getting better. Yeah, um, he's definitely one of – Julian's definitely one of those kids that I see him playing all four years as well. Um, yeah, he's definitely going to be a four-year starter. Yeah, the reason why I say that, though, is that I basically did an interview with Highlands quarterback Chandler Diamonds, who um, okay. who uh, who started two years already, though, and you see the statistics he's put up, and mm-hmm. um, he's done well, Chandler, for him, though. But, yeah, I've seen – obviously, I've been to Penn Hills. Obviously, seen, seen Julian play this season. Uh, and uh, that kid's just athletic. He remind, he just reminds yeah. me of an Olimar Jackson, Olimar Jackson type, though. There's a lot of QBs that, like, just have that – just have that Lamar Jackson mentality, just being able to run with the football, though. I feel like he's very – he just seems very good at doing that, though. And he's only a freshman, too. The, the way that LaDon and the rest of your coaches – can make him stronger and even faster than he already is, though. Make him throw the ball even farther than he already is, though. I'm interested yeah. to see that, though, too, as well. Yeah, for sure. But uh, I want to—I remember the question I was going to ask you before I asked you about Duggard and Pollard. Pollard, okay. but um, the community of Penn Hills, mm-hmm. the just like, what's it like putting on a Penn Hills jersey, representing that community, and just what's the team atmosphere the team chemistry the bond just basically the culture of Penn Hills what's that all like uh, every time you put on a jersey is special like you're not just playing for yourself or your teammates you're playing for the coaches you're playing for your family members you're playing for the people in the community like you're also playing for past players like because of dawn earlier during quarantine we would be on zoom calls and every Wednesday we have these uh what they call something spotlight where all alumni alumni spotlight where all alumni would come back and talk to us about this uh, life and just how football was when they played and how playing for Penn Hills was and it's just like it reminds you that you're just you're playing for more than just yourself like it's it's crazy yeah I believe I believe it to be honest with you. Penn Hill is the since Aaron Donald's time, even before that, uh, just a winning football program. There's something that there's something that makes all of your Penn Hills team special. That's just something that people from outside the community just couldn't tell you. Like it's either you're there and you know it. Like me as I'm talking to you, I don't know it. 
people like people people from Gateway, Shamar Price, Derek Davis, the rest of them Gators, they don't know. Only you guys yeah. know, and that's what's special about it. My yeah, last question. Think about it. No, obviously, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say, yeah. You think about like all the players and the athletes that came through. Like it was really a whole bunch of special players that play for Penn Hills, and it's just crazy. Yeah, hopefully you can be one of those people, make the yeah. NFL someday. I know you. I know you probably thought of them. You probably thought about that in your mind. Probably your dad too. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's possible. You've you've seen. You've seen the people before you do it. Why not you? Am I right? Yeah. Nothing good to exactly, hear. Exactly. And uh, my final question, my final question for you is, um, you're a Penn Hill, you're a Penn Hills Indian. Mm-hmm. Your your team's seventh. Your your team's seventh. So I'm wondering, why should people believe that your team will win on Friday against Gateway? And why should people believe that you guys should win the trophy? Well, I don't know if they'll believe right now, but we just have to make them believe when we win the game on Friday. So I don't know even know what to say to make them believe, but I'd rather show them than make them believe, you know what I'm Yeah, I do, though. Overall, at the end of the day, though, it's just who wants it more? Do you want it more, exactly. or does Gateway want it more? I'm not – I can't answer that. No one can answer that. I mean, no one from outside Gateway and Pendles can answer that, though. But that's what's going to make it fun on Friday because we're all going to watch and see which of these teams want it more. Yeah. So that is going to be interesting to see and interesting to watch. But anyway, this has been another episode of CTA's podcast. For Noel Roach – I'm Brentero, and this has been another episode. Noel, once again, thanks for taking time out of your busy, busy night to record this episode with us, and I wish you the best of luck for Friday's game against Penn Hills. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. You're welcome.